Hello and welcome to another episode of Strewn Along the Path. Just when you thought it was safe, <laughs> we have more Edgar Allan Poe content for you. Last year, I shared with you some of uh, Edgar Allan Poe's uh, poetry. And I was planning on doing that again this year, but there were just so many stories to do and, and not enough time to put it together any poetry. Um, but it was interesting, you know, when I went to uh, the New Media Expo in January and we were sitting around talking about things, um, I just, somebody had asked me about the poetry if I was going to do that again this year and I, I just pretty much said the same thing, you know, I wasn't going to have time for it. But we started talking about it and there was a lot of people around that, that knew some of Edgar Allan Poe's poems. And so we... It, we kind of turn into a, an impromptu uh, poetry reading of Edgar Allan Poe. And I had kind of forgotten about it, but I was going through some old audio files that I had cleaning stuff out so that I had room for more things. And I ran across that, that I had actually recorded this. And so even though it's not the best audio quality, I thought I should share it here on Strewn Along the Path. What a better place to put it because it was kind of strewn along the path. And so what you're going to hear on this is that uh, I think we have Rish. He was reading one of his stories for us. So he, we, at the beginning, you kind of hear him finishing that up. And then you can kind of hear how the discussion goes and how we get into reading Edgar Allan poetry. It was, it's kind of fun to listen to. It's not very long, so I wanted to share it with you. And so enjoy. So much pain that sleep was impossible. Despite all our concentration, we could not overcome this unbearable bout of worldwide constipation. And then it hit. It exploded across the world like an enormous gastrological dirty bomb. We were bombarded by wave after wave of arduous evacuation. It manifested itself in all shapes, sizes, colors, and smells, some of which we never knew existed. One moment it coiled out of our bodies like a black snake firework going through an intumescent reaction. The next it exploded from us like a grenade, leaving fecal shrapnel in its wake. The product of our pain took on the forms of butterscotch pudding, chunky peanut butter, or vinaigrette salad dressing with traces of dry herbs and seasoning strewn about. All of our previous struggles in life had brought us to this humiliating and painful end. This was only the beginning. This was the crappening. Hey, good job. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, Rich. Yeah, that's that's almost awesome. poetic in parts. You really think so? Well, thanks, man. Hey, Marshall, your Edgar Allan Poe month is coming up, right? Are you going to read any poetry for that? Well, I really haven't had much time. I've been uh, working on all the stories and other stuff, so... I don't think it's going to work out this year. You could always do the Raven. Well, everybody does the Raven. Now, I, I wanted to showcase his other poems, you know, ones that people don't know, but there's just too much going on. I'm going to have to wait till next year. That's too bad. I really liked a couple of the poems you did last year. Oh, did you like the bells? That's my favorite. Especially the last part. Hear the tolling of the bells. Iron bells. What a world of solemn thought their modity compels. Uh, no, not that one. That one is annoying. What? 
I like it. I've always liked the poem uh, El Dorado. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, how does it go? Uh, let's see if I can remember it. <clears throat> Gaily bedight a gallant knight, in sunshine and in shadow, had journeyed long singing a song in search of El Dorado. But he grew old, this knight so bold, and o'er his heart a shadow, fell as he found no spot of ground that looked like El Dorado. And as his strength failed him at length, he met a pilgrim shadow. Shadow, said he, where can it be, this land of El Dorado? Over the mountains of the moon, down the valley of the shadow, ride, boldly ride, the shade replied, if you seek for El Dorado. Wow, Big. I, and I didn't even think you liked poetry. Yeah, it's surprising that I had the whole thing memorized. Um, but, you know, I just I have to be in the right mood. And the people, ah, the people, they who dwell up in the steeple all alone, who tolling, tolling, tolling. All right, Marshall, we get it. You like the bells. Keeping time, time, time in a runic sort of rhyme to the paean of the bells, of the bells. Uh, Knock it off. I've got a favorite poem, The Haunted Palace. I had to recite it for a junior high play. Why aren't you sure? Maybe that will get Quasimodo down off the bell tower. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> in the greenest of our valleys, by good angels tenanted, once a fair and stately palace, Radiant palace reared its head. In the monarch thought's dominion, it stood there. Never seraph spread opinion over fabric half so fair. Banners yellow, glorious, golden, on its roof did float and flow. This, all this, was in the olden time, long ago. And every gentle air that dallied in that sweet day, along the ramparts plumed and pallid, a winged odor went away. Wanderers in that happy valley, through two luminous windows saw, spirits moving musically, to a lute's well-tuned law. Round about a throne where sitting, poor Pharagene, in state his glory well befitting, the ruler of the realm was seen. And all with pearl and ruby glowing was the fair palace door, through which came flowing, 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 and sparkling evermore. A troop of echoes whose sweet duty was but to sing, in voices of surpassing beauty, the wit and wisdom of their king. But evil things, in robes of sorrow, assailed the monarch's high estate. Ah, let us mourn, for never morrow shall dawn upon him desolate. And round about his home the glory that blushed and bloomed is but a dim-remembered story of the old time entombed. And travelers, now within that valley, through the red-litten windows see Vast forms that move fantastically to a discordant melody. While, like a ghastly rapid river, through the pale door, a hideous throng rush out forever and laugh, but smile no more. Hey, that's nice and kind of spooky. Oh, well, that's Poe for you. I still think you should do the raven. No raven, only bells. Tis the throbbing of the bells, of the bells, bells, bells. Bells! Ha <laughs> ha! The bells! Okay, Marshall's checked out for the night. Actually, while the Raven is his most popular poem, Poe's personal favorite, the one he thought was his best work, above even any of his prose, 
sleep. To the rolling of the bells, of the bells, bells, Can bells, of the bells. Sure, it would be to my the pleasure. Tolling of the bells, of the bells, bells. Oh, I want to thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no As problem. I was saying, Poe's personal favorite poem was The Sleeper. Do you know it? It just so happens that the entire text has sprung to mind. Hey, let me move. I gotta get a little closer. <clears throat> The Sleeper At midnight in the month of June I stand beneath the mystic moon An opiate vapor, dewy, dim Exhales from out her golden rim And softly dripping drop by drop Upon the quiet mountaintop Steals drowsily and musically Into the universal valley The rosemary nods upon the grave The lily lulls upon the wave, wrapping the fog about its breast, the ruin molders into rest. Looking like Leith, see the lake, a conscious slumber seems to take, and would not for the world awake. All beauty sleeps, and lo, where lies Irene with her destinies. O lady bright, can it be right? The window open to the night, the wanton air from the treetop, Laughingly through the lattice drop, the bodiless airs a wizard rout, flit through thy chamber in and out, and wave the curtain canopy so fitfully, so fearfully, above the closed and fridged lid, neath which thy slumbering soul lies hid, that o'er the floor and down the wall, like ghosts the shadows rise and fall. O lady dear, hast thou no fear? Why and what art thou dreaming here? Sure thou art come o'er far-off seas, A wonder to these garden trees. Strange is thy pallor, strange thy dress, Strange above all thy length of dress, And this all-solemn silentness. The lady sleeps, oh, may her sleep, Which is enduring, so be deep. Heaven have her in its sacred keep, This chamber changed for one more holy, This bed for one more melancholy. I pray to God that she may lie Forever with an opened eye, While the pale sheeted ghosts go by. My love, she sleeps, oh, may her sleep, As it is lasting, so be deep. Soft may the worms about her creep, Far in the forest, dim and old, For her may some tall vault unfold, Some vault that oft has flung its black, And winged panels fluttering back, Triumphant o'er the crested palls Of her grand family funerals. Some sepulchre, remote, alone, Against whose portal she hath thrown, In childhood many an idle stone, Some tomb from out whose sounding door She ne'er shall force an echo more. Thrilling to think, poor child of sin, it was the dead who groaned within. Where did that music come from? Huh, well, pizza's here. All right. Screw this poetry crap.
strewn along the path is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share it, but do not change it or sell it. The theme music, as always, is brought to you by Man in Space. <laughs>